Welcome, folks. Jonathan Perez here, your host of the Become Unlimited podcast, where my purpose is to explore and equip you with the most effective tools and practices across topics such as nutrition, fitness, emotional and mental health, spirituality, relationships, and lifestyle design. In this episode, we'll be exploring the background and the use of a technology that I've been using for probably a little over six or seven months now, and it has changed my life, frankly, in terms of being able to help my body heal from stress and really live a lifestyle that's more full of energy and presence. And this is a technology called Nucalm, N-U-C-A-L-M. Maybe you've heard me talk about it. If you're friends and family, I've been spreading this thing like wildfire because it's had such a huge impact on my life and my ability to really feel restored and energized every day. And I'm privileged to have none other than the chairman, president, and CEO of Solus Life Sciences, Jim Poole. And Solus Life Sciences are the creators and the ones who put the technology of Nucom out in the world. And they are a neuroscience company really focused on personalized wellness and performance. In addition to running Solus Life Sciences, Jim has successfully launched many global products, managed growth strategies, and effectively optimized business operations for large and small organizations alike. Jim serves on the board of directors of several medical device firms around the world. He is a recognized business leader, public speaker, and accomplished author, and has published numerous articles in industry trade journals and lectures all over the world on topics including stress, recovery, performance, and business strategy. Clearly a badass. And Jim is just awesome to connect with, a great human being and soul. And I'm, again, really privileged to have him on the podcast. I really hope you enjoy the conversation. And I really think you're going to have a lot of fun and get a lot of value. So I hope you enjoy. And without further ado, let's bring on Jim. All right, Jim, welcome. We are recording. Jonathan, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. I'm super pumped for, for our combo. Uh, it's it's about a certain technology that we're going to talk really, really in detail about that has changed my life, frankly. And to say the least, it saved my ass from all the stress that I didn't realize I was under. <laughs> uh, so I think we'll, we'll get started right, right off the bat. And Jim, if you can talk a little bit as to how Nucom came about, and then if you can go into how stressed we really are as a society and perhaps why we keep normalizing stress. Sure. Well, uh, Nucom is a product technology neuroscience platform born out of the brain of Dr. G. Blake Holloway. Uh, Blake um, passed away in December of 2020. So he's left this earth at uh, the ripe age of 74. But um, he was a quantum physicist, naturopath, and a neuroscientist with a clinical practice in Texas. And his clinical practice focused on trauma. And most people who are traumatized live in a constant state of hypervigilance or fight or flight. They're constantly on edge. And a lot of times they'll find solace in drugs and alcohol. That's kind of how that works. Now, if you think about the seven diagnosable anxiety disorders in the DSM-5, uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is the furthest continuum. It's the most difficult profile to live with. So Blake, in his 
infinite compassion and desire to help his clientele went on literally like a 20 year mission to invent new calm, which is really quite amazing in and of itself. I mean, 20 years is a long time. I'm 52 years old. So I think back to when I was 32, first of all, wow, boy, was I naive, young, ambitious, um, egocentric, and just driven, right? 20 years. Well, why would it take so long for one of the brightest academician scientists on earth to figure this out? Well, the more we learn about the brain, the more we realize we don't really understand the brain. So the complexity of the brain commands a complex solution if you want to manage it. So Newcomb was literally born out of the demand by Blake Holloway to stop with conventional therapy for trauma. Because conventional therapy today, Jonathan, is using a narcotic-based pharmaceutical. This narcotic-based pharmaceutical is what you would call a central nervous system suppressant. So it's dulling the symptomology, but it's not addressing the root cause. So you basically create this zombie-like character that kind of dulls the fear, stress, anxiety, worry, depression. And then you try to do cognitive behavioral therapy with a brain that's in fight or flight. So the whole recipe is intuitively obvious to the casual bystander that it's not working. Now, furthermore, you see the numbers and you see there's no diminishment in the number of suicide from the veteran community. 22 soldiers a day are taking their life. Okay, Houston, we have a problem. So whatever was working wasn't working. That's kind of the etiology of this. And in 2002, he founded a company, a neuroscience company, and started bringing his ideation and his invention to market. And in 2009, October 26th, actually, I took over as president, CEO, and chairman of the board of this company. The company had the ideation, the patent application, and kind of the scientific evidence for Newcomb. It wasn't named Newcomb at the time, but that was kind of the first product that we brought to market. So Newcomb home uh, and in Blake's words was this, hey Jim, I've invented a technology that can quickly, predictably, and safely relax the mind and body within minutes with no side effects. Now, Jonathan, I'd never heard that sentence said out loud. No one had ever said that to me. My first thought was marijuana, but marijuana has side effects. You get top lip fever, your mouth gets dry, your eyes get glossed over, you want to eat Doritos and you giggle at silly stuff. Okay, it wasn't marijuana. And then we went down a 10-week path of diligence. I was running a management strategy consulting firm, a Wall Street Bank kind of M&A firm. And we had a whole pattern of diligence. So we went through 10 weeks. And I can tell you this, um, I have a background in science and I have a background in neuroscience and I have an MBA and I have a, a broad brush of experience. But the more Dr. Holloway described what he was doing, the less I understood. I mean, this stuff's complex. So I was like, I don't know if this diligence path is working or not. So eventually I got fed up to a point where I was like, okay, I like this guy. And if he says what is true is true, it, it sounded too good to be true. I'm, I need to go meet him and I need to try this. And that's what I did. So I went, I flew down to Texas. I got in a doctor's chair. I tried new calm. For about 35 minutes, I had uh, come in from international travel, so I was relatively jet-lagged and quite uh, lethargic mentally, and I got out of Newcomb, and I felt amazing. Literally, I was like, uh, I have no idea what you did to me, <laughs> but I feel like I just have been given a new life. I feel amazing. The next day, Jonathan, we spent eight hours in a boardroom, and he whiteboarded the logic path of the invention of Newcomb. So I got involved um, simply out of timing, 
intrigue, uh, probably a personal connection. Um, a lot of times when, when a scientist or an academician or just a bright human being on a quest invents something, it's really difficult for them to hand over their baby. This is their life. This is part of their DNA and allow somebody to run their company. Blake didn't have any issue with that. And if he had an issue with that, we wouldn't be working together because, you know, hey, stay in your lane. I'll get in my lane. I'm going to take an idea, something very complex, something nobody understands, create a new category, pioneer something really complex. I need to do what I do and you stay in your lane. So there was the compassion piece. There was the intellectual curiosity. So for your audience, and you think about your job and you think about what you do. And as humans, we're intellectually curious and we're smart and we're, also, we're always problem solving. When you work in an organization like Solid Life Sciences that plays in the realm of the brain, you will never get bored. I've been running this company for 12 years and I am still learning on a perpetual basis. And it's fascinating and it's awesome and it's inspiring and it keeps your momentum. I have no intention of doing anything else. I mean, when you're kind of at the top of the food chain, doing really cool things, pioneering technology that can literally liberate the human condition from stress mm. and make the world a better place. What do you do from now, from here? Go sell toilet paper or Clorox wipes? I don't think so. I think I'm good. So that's kind of how it all came to be. And, you know, upon reflection, um, part of it is um, definitely timing. Timing is a big part of all the things that kind of come to be that have value in our life. And also maybe for Blake, probably a level of humility. He was running a neuroscience company for eight years and they were functionally insolvent and had no product and no marketing and no customer and no revenue and they were sucking through cash. So that humility probably put him in a place where like, listen, I need help. I want this to work. So that's kind of how it came to be, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, just gratitude for all the work that you do and all the work that Blake did. Damn. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And obviously it's helped me. And I think the reason I'm inspired to even have this conversation is because like you said, there's something here that can help so many people, especially with something that our society keeps normalizing, like how actually stressed we are. So please talk to us about that, uh, Jim. How stressed are we? Okay. It's 2021. We just suffered through COVID. It's still not over. There's variants and there's, you know, a virus has a life of its own and wants a host. So it's not going to go away easily. It's not going to just throw up the white flag and say, hey, we're good. We've interrupted life enough. Let's go hide. It's not like cicadas. They go underground for 17 years and then they pop up. So prior to COVID, this is something that's really kind of alarming. We were already living in the second great age of anxiety. Now, this isn't a badge of honor. When you're in a great age of anxiety, that's kind of a bad thing. And it's kind of an indictment on society. The first great age of anxiety was post-World War I. So in evolutionary psychology and kind of how the brain works, you have a central nervous system and an autonomic nervous system. And the central nervous system protects us. Its number one responsibility is self-preservation. So you can think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, you know, the need for connection and sex and food and water. That's all good. But if you're dead, it has really inconsequential meaning. So self-preservation is the job, number one, of the central nervous system. That's kind of how all of this plays out, okay? And when we lose sense of feeling grounded or having an anchor, our central nervous system becomes uncomfortable. World War I, 
the first time that major superpowers went to war and literally put this strange place kind of ethereally and in our souls, we didn't feel like, hey, what? how does the world come back together? How does this work? We weren't standing on solid ground. Well, in the late 2000s, we entered the next great age of anxiety. Now, we can all speculate as to how. I have my suppositions. I'm, I'm thinking, number one, um, we're nutritionally imbalanced. For the past 40 or 50 years, food companies, um, out of sheer desire for economics, brought in neuroscientists to understand the kind of addictive nature of neurotoxins. Monosodium glutamate is a great one. You can't just eat one Dorito. Okay. So our food has moved towards the acid continuum. And so many of us have what's called metabolic acidosis. And our food is lacking the balanced nutrients that we used to have 50 years ago. Your body needs catecholamines and kind of excitatory neurotransmitters, but it also needs inhibitory neurotransmitters. So I think over the course of decades of our food not really being food anymore has exacerbated the neurotoxins in our brain, leading to more anxiety, fear, depression, anxiety, you know, worry and stuff. Okay, great. Then you have this kind of change in our social fabric. We don't really hang out in our extended family anymore. The divorce rates are like 50%. Maybe 50% of those who stay married shouldn't, right? So that piece is a challenge. The transient nature and the ability of the human being in America to just get up and move changes things. So you don't have that anchor in that foundation. And then let's add technology. Technology is amazing. It's created such convenience for us, right? I mean, it literally can just have your life and and you click up, you know, you click on the TV and be entertained. Uh, put your food in the microwave and have your dinner. I mean, it's amazing the convenience technology is on, but there are some ancillary negative consequences. And one is this weird psychological tethering to social media. Boom, boom, boom. Mm. Okay, so what we know in the literature and in research and in neuroscience is that these little gadgets called cell phones are psychologically tormenting us, okay? So what we've seen is that in the social media environment, children, where their brain is still developing, literally elicit dopamine when they get a thumbs up like of something that they post, you're creating addictive behavior. You're changing the physiology and biochemistry of our children's brains. That's not a good thing, okay? We can feel it. I'm 52. It takes a lot of discipline as a mature, emotionally evolved adult to put my phone down and leave it, okay? And I've learned to do that because I was just on this weird toxic, I was like, how am I being run by a phone with external stimulation dictating my behavioral pattern? This is nuts. So we as adults who have much greater network of experiences and schema in our brain, we have difficulty with this. So how do you think our kids are going to do it? They're not. They're not. So you look at that aspect. So you look at nutrition. You look at the transient nature of the human culture. You look at technology. 
and you can easily see how the central nervous system of a human being has lost its anchor and now is in this free fall into the continuum of the autonomic nervous system, which is the other nervous system in our body. And the autonomic nervous system governs fight or flight, but it also governs fear, stress, anxiety, depression, and worry. This is the reptilian side of our brain. So I would say, Jonathan, that we're in a little bit of trouble, okay? So then comes COVID. What you thought was normal, what you thought was, hey, this is what I should do, no longer becomes normal. Then we really lose our anchor. And your central nervous system has to work really hard when you're not doing what it expects to do. So there's something really interesting about the brain. Many things, but there's something in the brain called the reticular activating system. The reticular activating system is the filter for all stimulation that comes to your brain. 80% of your cerebral cortex is your visual cortex. We're getting most stimulation from our eyes. It's amazing how much stimulation we get from our eyes, but we also get it from our olfactory. We get it from our auditory. We get it from our tactile. We get it from our gut. So we get a lot of stimulation. No human being can absorb that stimulation and filter that stimulation and receive the stimulation. It would, it would you'd go insane. So the reticular activating system has two primary functions, and it's incredible. It, this is like the world's most amazing supercomputer. Number one, the reticular activating system is a pattern recognition machine. It recognizes patterns all the time. That's why you have something called, there's no such thing as a second impression. Because your first impression, your senses are on hyper alert. You're learning everything. Because you're trying to find out, is this safe? Am I going to live through today? I need to identify everything. Nothing is left uncovered. So there is no second impression. And that's fascinating, isn't it? Think about you go out to dinner and you go to, and you're in Santa Monica. So you're over on Ocean Boulevard and Del Frisco's Grill just comes in and you, and you go there. Okay. And you get a New York strip, medium rare, and they sizzle and sear the outside and you cut into it like butter. And you're like, whoa, this is amazing. The next time you go there, invariably the response is different. Why? Because a reticular activated system has already experienced that novelty right from your taste buds. It's incredible. Very rarely will you ever have a second impression that meets the amazement of the first impression. That's the reticular activating system. The second thing the reticular activating system does is it finds shortcuts. Your brain doesn't want to burn calories. We see this now. So one of the, again, one of the ancillary negative consequences of tech is that we're creating attention deficit disorder. We're creating three to five second snippets of give me all the information I need to know and give it to me visually and don't make me work. Well, if the brain doesn't have to work, it won't work. It wants to conserve calories. And then what it does is it gets in this weird evolutionary psychological battle between the autonomic nervous system and the central nervous system. But we can talk about that later. So this reticular activating system needs patterns. So here's how COVID negatively corrupts everything that we knew. I'm in Boston, August of 2020. Boston, Faneuil Hall, and I lived in Boston for 20 years. So Faneuil Hall is a tourist trap and millions of tourists flow through there to check it out. And there's history and culture and food and fun and frolic in the water. And it's August, total tourist time. And it's seven o'clock at night. 
and I'm walking through Fannin Hall, and there is not a single living soul. My central nervous system is freaked out. This doesn't meet any of the knowledge and the pattern that I'm used to. So I actually have to burn significantly more calories to get an understanding of what the hell is going on. In December of 2020, I'm on the north side of the Vegas Strip, and there's not a soul in sight. It's like the apocalypse. So this aspect of COVID has had a detrimental impact on our fatigue, our emotional, our emotional, psychological, and physical well-being. We don't even know this because we're not even aware that anything is going on. What we do know, there's been a pattern interrupt. What we do know is what we thought was normal is no longer normal. So you have to work exceptionally harder to figure this stuff out. So you're burning a lot more mental calories. So therein lies the challenge. And when we say fear, stress, anxiety, depression, and worry are at all-time highs, there is truth, validity, and reality to it. That is our present state. Now, you can look at the prescription drugs. You can look at the increase in alcohol consumption. You can look at drug consumption. Humans are exceptionally adept at understanding how to take care of themselves. And your central nervous system is exceptionally sophisticated. And if you're in psychic pain or you're challenged, your, your central nervous system knows, hey, Jim, alcohol is really predictable and fast. We can get out of this pain really quickly. And so what I'd like you to do is get in the car and go to that bar. That's what I'd like you to do. And if the bar seems uncomfortable for you because you haven't showered in six days because you're in this weird state, then let's just go to the package store and put a hat on and go back home and watch TV and drink. That's what's happening. So, yes, we are in a weird state of being. One of the things that's really uh, quite incredible and honorable of the human condition is our resilience. So you spoke to that. You called it normalizing. Other people would call it resilience. The human brain and body and its willingness to do anything for self-preservation will normalize anything. The things that seemed completely weird are now normal today. And the things that used to be normal are now weird. Right. <laughs> the whole thing has been turned upside down. So the, the short answer is this. We were already in the second great age of anxiety. We were already pushing the limits of the human condition. We were already challenging ourselves. Certainly our joy, our happiness, our satisfaction, our emotional stability, our psychological well-being, all of that was already compromised. Then you add COVID into the situation and it's really a cornucopia of a pure mess. You could call it pure hot garbage. That's what we're dealing with today. Yep. I feel that. And I think intuitively it's, it's, it's crazy because my body, for example, will recognize that something's off, damn it. And I get pissed off when I think people are just walking around like nothing's going on. I'm like, no, people, <laughs> things are fucked up and we have to do something about it or else we're literally all on board and progressing toward disease. And that's also the thing that I don't think people realize is how they're essentially getting sicker and sicker and sicker without even knowing it. Well, as smart as the human brain is, and it's incredible, it's got a few blind spots. Two in particular when it comes to stress. Number one, as much as we can analyze, figure out with our left brain logic path, we don't seem to be able to understand the intangible. I can't see stress, Jonathan. 
can't smell it. I can't taste it. I can't touch it. I don't really know. What is it? Now, I know the manifestation of it. I know that when I'm stressed out, I'm easily agitated, irritable, impatient, confused, triggered. But I don't really understand it. That's number one. Number two, another blind spot of being a human is our lack of ability to understand time horizon. Now, if you knew that when you smoke cigarettes, they're going to cut your throat out, you're going to be emphysema, and you're going to die a miserable, miserable death, you're probably not going to smoke a cigarette. But you don't know that when you're 16, 17, 18. If you knew that melanoma is one of the most dangerous, aggressive cancers that'll take your life, you're probably not going to go in the sun when the ozone layer is penetrated and you're going to get skin cancer. But it's not happening to me today, nor is stress. Capiche? So we, as humans, this incredible, sophisticated, closed-loop ecosystem of trillions of cells and just amazement are quite limited. Stress is the most nefarious and insidious aspect of our life. And the irony is we don't understand it, we can't really pay attention to it, and we don't see the negative consequence. But it's really simple. It's anatomy of physiology. It's not up for debate. It doesn't decide and discriminate, hey, I'm going to take care of Jonathan, or I'm going to you know, give Jim cancer. It doesn't work that way. Okay? How it works is really simple. Your body has cells. Each cell has a job to do. Your body needs to restore, repair these cells. Your cell's energy source is mitochondria. It needs that reparation. Your cells also are prone to becoming dirty and toxic and confused and blah, blah, blah. Sleep is the foundation for good health. We've only been studying sleep as a human society for about 30 years. Another irony. If sleep is the most important aspect of health, resilience, longevity, then how come we're just getting to the starting line? It's crazy. Why is sleep so important? Well, just do simple math. If you want to just apply logic, if you were to live to be 100 years old, you should sleep for 33 years. Okay, that seems like it might be important. Sounds important. What is happening in sleep? What's happening in sleep is when your brainwave function cycles through the sleep architecture into alpha, down into theta, and into delta, it's simply a slower brainwave form. The frequency of your brain is slower than it is when you're alert or when you're caffeinated. And in alpha, 12 hertz to 8 hertz, your brain is in this creative kind of lucid state and relaxed. Then you slip into theta. Theta is the coup de gras of the healing experience for a human being. And when your brainwave function is in theta, 7 hertz to 4 hertz, it's commensurate with this lucid dream state, REM. But also what's happening is your cells are cleaning their toxins. It is the only time in a 24-hour biorhythm of a human being that your cells are doing their cellular maintenance. It is also the only time in a 24-hour biorhythm of a human being that your cells are restoring their mitochondria. This is cell health. Okay, so sleep is imperative for physical, emotional, psychological well-being, but also to make you impregnable to disease because you want your cells to be functioning and doing their job.
So this theta brainwave function is the healing zone. Now, physiologically, what's happening in theta? Your respiration rate is slowing down to one breath every 10 seconds. When you're breathing six breaths a minute, it is the ultimate diaphragmatic breathing for a human being. And the body's healing property is oxygen. So when you can push oxygen-rich red blood to the entire body and the brain, that is the healing side of life. That's how it all works. So here's what happens when we live in contemporary society where we're battling this cycle of high stress, poor sleep, high stress, poor sleep, high stress, poor sleep. Guess what's happening, Jonathan? We're not sleeping well. Guess what's happening? We're cycling through theta too quickly. Guess what's happening? Our cells aren't restoring. The mitochondria is not being restored. They start to lose their energy source and they're filled with toxins. They start to become confused. So let me give you a quick illustration and a metaphor for how this works. We, you, me, and 7.6 billion people on earth today have cancer cells in our body. We all do. But you also have something called a killer cell because your body is a closed loop ecosystem and it's very protective. It wants you to stay alive. The killer cell has a job to do. Go locate the cancer cells, introduce yourself, and kill them. That's their job. Over the course of time, 20s, 30 years old, 40, 42 years old. I live this life of, hey, my, I can do anything. I don't need sleep. I can drink. I don't hang over, whatever. I can just do anything I want. I will run through walls. At some point, your mind starts writing checks your body can't cash. It's an accumulative negative consequence of not taking care of yourself because we fundamentally don't understand the key elements of taking care of ourselves. Okay. So over the course of time, and I can't tell you when, I can't tell you how, and I can't tell you which disease you're going to get, but I can tell you you're going to get diseased. Okay, why? Because over the course of time and no sleep, your cells are not doing their job. So the killer cell starts to lose its functionality and it starts to forget what it is I'm supposed to do. So it goes on its mission and it locates the cancer cells. And it says, wow, I love the beat here. I love the music. This is awesome. And it joins the party. Cancer is fed by sugar and stress. Hello? It's all related. What's troublesome to me as a human being, just like you, is how little we're educated on what it means to be a human. We should know these kind of fundamentals. We should know that the central nervous system is designed for self-preservation. The autonomic nervous system, which is 40 million years of neuronal circuitry, really sophisticated, is designed to bring a tank to a knife fight. It overcompensates for everything. The autonomic nervous system governs human fear, stress, anxiety, depression, and worry. And we act as if at nightfall, a saber-toothed tiger is going to kill us. Our brain has not evolved in that aspect. But our prefrontal cortex, which is in our forehead, which separates us from primates, is 4 million years evolved. So as a human being, Jonathan, you today and myself today have to battle a 36 million year head start on the chaos that I call the itty bitty shitty committee. That little committee that sits behind your eyes that tells you you're no good, you're insecure, you're worthless, nobody likes you, they don't believe a word you say, you're ugly, you're fat. What? Huh? How is that important? How is that helping me? 
It's all designed for self-preservation. Your central nervous system has a better memory system than you ever will. Your central nervous system, Jonathan, remembers every time you were socially put in this place of shame, every time you disappointed yourself, every time you looked into someone's eyes and saw this sheer disappointment in you, it remembers all of it. So say you go to a party, you're in Santa Monica, you go to a party and you show up and you don't know anybody. You immediately feel uncomfortable. You can feel it in your gut. Your tummy is like, hey, uh, we got to get out of here. I'm going to make you want to take a shit if we don't leave soon. Okay, so just telling them, giving them a forewarning. And then over the corner behind three other people, you see a recognizable face. You're not even friends with them, but you've seen them before. And immediately you take comfort and solace in that. Why? Because that reticular activating system, the pattern recognizer, recognizes someone and you're comfortable. So you stay at the party. And good, you have the courage to do so. And you drink a little too much. And there's somebody there you like. And that somebody you think is alone. And so you start flirting and doing your thing. And then all of a sudden, somebody you think is alone isn't alone. And things get weird. And you leave the party with your tail between your legs. You're filled with shame. Externally, your friends are guilting you. Your central nervous system remembers that. So the next time you're invited to a party, you say, yeah, I'd love to go. Your central nervous system starts sabotaging you. Starts saying, oh, shit, I'm afraid we're going to this party. Last time I went to a party, it didn't end well. That's where fear, stress, anxiety, depression, worry kick in. It's all related to physiology. It's all related to self-preservation. It's all related to not taking risks. Your central nervous system doesn't want to take risks. Isn't this fascinating? That's super helpful to clear up. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if we knew this? (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice? I'm 52 years old. Why am I just learning this now? Hey, throw me a bone, brother. I would have liked not to have lived through all these elements of shame and guilt and fear and insecurity and just confusion. There's no need for it. Therein lies the value of living with a tool like Newcomb. Newcomb is a tool. Newcomb is neuroscience. Newcomb is external. But there are other ways to achieve balance of the autonomic nervous system. Deep breathing exercises, you know, the Wim Hof method and all these methods of breathing. What is it trying to do? It's trying to oxygenate the body. What's the healing property of the body? Oxygen. That works. Yoga has efficacy. Tai Chi has efficacy. Meditation has efficacy. We call this thing mindfulness. And we're so ignorant, naive to the whole aspect of it. Mindfulness isn't this she-she, hippie, smoke a joint, blow sage, and talk to the Maharishi. Mindfulness is trying to balance this 40 million year reptilian brain that's been sabotaging our ability to succeed at the highest level for years. Now, those are paths. Those are paths that require time, effort, dedication, persistence, patience. I have none of those. I want nothing to do with going and finding a mindful journey. It's not my style, brother. I'm 52. I am hardwired for ass-kicking ambition, action, and let's go. Okay? I studied martial arts years ago. I've got a black belt in Gojo Ru. I've got a black belt in Taekwondo. One of the most difficult aspects of the entire martial arts community for me was learning to meditate. I was terrible at it. I would sit in meditation position, close my eyes, and I'd start spinning. I'd be thinking about my bills and my girlfriend and all these problems. I was like, this sucks. I'm a terrible meditator. I don't know many people that are good at it. Okay. Interestingly enough, nice little sidebar. 
We work with monks. We use new calm to help monks. Mm. That's a pretty big eye opener. Mm-hmm. What the hell does a monk have to be stressed out about? <laughs> huh? <laughs> but meditation is human. And monks, last I looked, were human. So when monks prepare to meditate, they have to go through the same checklist and boredom and isolation to get to a place where they can limit the monkey mind. So the point is this. Mindfulness has merit. Just because you can't see it, feel it, touch it, and don't understand it doesn't mean it's not important because it's very important. We can call it something different. We can be more scientific and say, hey, do you have a stress management plan? Or we could say, hey, do you have a sleep management plan? Because it's all related. Now, we can be judgmental and we can be dismissive. And we can say, oh, that doesn't work, that's not. Well, when you understand the human physiology of the brain and the body and your cells and life, maybe, maybe I don't want ulcerative colitis. Maybe I don't want irritable bowel syndrome. Maybe I don't want Crohn's disease. Maybe I don't want cancer. Maybe I don't want cardiovascular disease. All diseases are created by stress. So maybe, senor or senorita, you may want to enlighten yourself to what it means to find a stress management protocol, because otherwise, you're going to die with a miserable disease. And if you're really lucky and really stressed out and really, really focused on just, you know, I'm going to take all this on, you're going to die of multiple diseases. There are many people that once you get an immunosuppressive disease of the gut, you got a plethora of other diseases. How do you think, Jonathan, or why do you think that there's this proliferation of gut diseases? Has everything to do with stress and that's it. Metabolic acidosis, cortisol firing into my stomach because I'm constantly with my foot on the accelerator. I'm constantly worried and I'm constantly flooding my gut with acid from cortisol. Hello. That's how it all happens. So the first thing I think of when I hear somebody, hey, I have ulcerative colitis, cerebral bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, whatever, all immunosuppressive diseases of the gut. The gut has a brain in it. It's called the enteric brain in your gut. It's had a ton of neurons that fire directly to the brain. It's all related. Well, if you don't manage stress, you're going to be miserable. And if you're lucky, you'll have a colostomy bag. That's stressful, right? How would you like to go to the beach with a bag that you poop in? That doesn't sound fun to me. How would you like not to be able to go out and do anything because you're constantly having to go to the bathroom because you're constantly, you got those gerbils in the wheel in your tummy all the time. So, you know, we can stop and say, hey, this is kind of morbid and hey, this is, no, this is called real. It's called life. It's called, it'd be nice to understand the complexities of what it means to be human and the landscape and the chessboard that I get to play with. So mindfulness is something you really need to pay attention to. And for me, I choose new call. I choose a product that's built out of biochemistry and physics designed expressly to balance the autonomic nervous system and shut down the sympathetic nervous system, shut down stress and raise the rest and digest. And it does this by simply slowing your brainwave down into theta. So for those of you who've been paying attention, theta is that sweet spot in the sleep architecture, just above deep sleep, where your cells clean their toxins and the mitochondria is restored. New calm simply says, hey, we're going to take you on a little journey. Much like caffeine raises your brainwave frequency, we're going to lower it. 
And when we lower it, we're going to hover you in this sweet spot that we know every minute you're in there, you're restoring, recovering, and relaxing. And it's going to give you longevity, resilience, and ability to reduce inflammation, fight off disease, be a better human being, be more present, be more patient, be more you, and not be this reptilian part of your brain that makes you do things that you later regret. Boom, Kung Pao Calamari, <laughs> skadoosh. There you go. Yeah, mic drop. And in summary, what I heard you say is, well, first of all, because of the stress and because we're stressed, we get less sleep. And because we get less sleep, we're more stressed. And I think if you listened, of course, we continue on that path. And we're quite literally not spending enough time in the healing zone, which to your point is the theta brainwave state, right? So, and just to summarize my understanding of that, it's like right now, if as I'm talking, I'm analyzing, I'm taking in what's going on, I'm in beta. If I calm my nervous system down and I go into alpha, the healing state would be theta. And then if you're in deep sleep where you're just gone, you're in the delta wave. So new calm puts you into the alpha theta wave. And you kind of don't have a choice, by the way, because I've experienced it. It it puts your ass there, (laughs) which I think is amazing. And I just wanted to summarize that because I think this is a key point that we're making is that we're not aware that we're not spending almost any time in some instances in the healing zone at all. And new calm puts you there. Yes. New calm will change your life almost immediately. Because first and foremost, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to relax. and We don't really know how to do it. Right. It's amazing how we've allowed this insidious device called a cell phone to come in and occupy our life and change our behavior. We're no longer in control. We were literally relinquished control to a phone. It doesn't make any sense. It's illogical. So let me share with you how Newcom works. Just simple, you know, I'm not going to go too deep into the science. The science is fascinating. The brain is fascinating. Like I said early, if you're going to address a complex problem, it's going to require a complex solution. The brain and the body communicate in only two ways, Jonathan, chemical messaging and electrical messaging. There's no way that I see today in the past or in the near future that a single modality will ever predictably manage the brainwave function. It doesn't work that way. The chemical messaging side is really focused on the adrenal cortex. So the body is amazing. Your central nervous system, self-preservation. Your central nervous system is smarter than you. It controls you. It protects you. It protects you from things you don't even need protection from. So your central nervous system, whenever it has a perceived threat, a medical treatment, a dental visit, a vaccine, doesn't matter. It knows far in advance. And there's something called pre, you know, anticipatory anxiety and peri-anxiety and post-anxiety. Well, all this elicits all this cortisol and stress. And that's all, you know, that's happening here. It's all adrenal cortex related. So when the central nervous system identifies a threat, it pings what's called the amygdala, an almond-shaped piece of our midbrain. This is the reptilian side of our brain, the 40 million year neuronal circuitry that's very sophisticated, really good at what it does. The amygdala fires to the HPA axis and the HPA axis ends at the adrenal cortex. So with this, without us even thinking, we're firing adrenaline to resist whatever's coming. The goal of Nucalm is to slow down your brainwave. This will never be achieved with any predictability if we don't interrupt the adrenal cortex. 
So we use what's called a biosignal processing disk, very, very complex quantum physics. But in its theory and in its essence, we're simply activating what's called the GABAergic system. And the GABA system in the brain chemistry is the opposite of adrenaline. You have excitatory catecholamines and neurotransmitters, and you have inhibitory neurotransmitters. By virtue of the name, it puts the brakes on adrenaline. So we are going to activate your natural GABAergic system to interrupt adrenaline. That's the chemical aspect of NuCalm. This disc is applied to your inner left wrist, and literally, as soon as it turns on in your electromagnetism, you start to relax. It slows down adrenaline and allows us to make sure that you can't really resist this relaxation path we're going to take you on. Because we've all seen in the literature or heard, or you know, we watched you know, David Banner as the Hulk. When we're in a weird place or somebody's run over by a car, humans can lift cars. That's all adrenaline, man. We can do amazing things with adrenaline. So in New Calm, we want to disarm the adrenaline piece. And that's what we do. Secondarily, you put an eye mask on. We're visually stimulated by light. We've already established that 80% of the cerebral cortex is your visual cortex. Well, you don't meditate, sleep, relax with your eyes open. So we're not doing any entrainment. We're not presenting any lights, nothing. We're just blocking light. And then third is the most sophisticated aspect of New Calm and really the, the key method of action. You're going to listen to awesome music. Okay. The music is awesome. Underneath the music is over $6 million of patented physics, mathematics, and algorithms. It's a cornucopia in a software designed to present your brain with a beat and to slow your brain down. Much like a NASCAR pace car. We're going to come to your midbrain and say, hey, follow this pattern. The pattern happens to be alpha and theta. Just like coffee. You wake up, you're tired, you're mentally lethargic, you have a cup of coffee. It's not magic. It simply increase the brainwave frequency. So maybe instead of 14 hertz, now you're firing at 17 hertz. We're just going to do the opposite. We're going to do it through presenting your brain with a pattern that it follows like a pace car. That's it. Now, a good analogy on the complexity of this is that a typical song that you download from Apple iTunes might be six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 megabytes. Newcomb Rescue 70, which I did today, is 1.49 gigabytes of information. Think about that. 1.49 gigabytes of information that we're forcing your brain to process. Why is that, Jonathan? Because the brain is really complex because the reticular activating system is a really, really, really sophisticated tool that tries to find patterns. The key differentiator and why Nucom used to be a highly regulated FDA class three medical device that sold for $6,000 and has 20 years of science and $27 million that we put into this whole enterprise. That's a lot. 20 years and $27 million is a lot because it's complex. So, that software is exceptionally complicated. And what differentiates this from anything else in the world and why we have the only patents in the world is that there's a nonlinear, constant oscillating algorithm. It's a perpetual motion. So we're captivating your reticular activating system because we know, hey, try to find this pattern, brother. You ain't gonna. So every time you new calm, your brain falls for it. I've been new calm for 12 years. I know the math. I know the science. I can tell you at minute 11 on rescue 70, my brainwave functions at 5.5 Hertz. I know this. I still fall for it. I knew calling for 41 minutes this morning. Why? 
the disc shuts down the adrenals, the eye mask shuts down the visual cortex, and the neuroacoustic software simply slows down your brain. It says, hey, Jim, you having a tough Wednesday? Let's go for a little journey. Let's take you down to this place. Much like being a monk, you still have your hair, so obviously you're not a monk. And you still uh, dress up, so obviously you don't live like a monk. And you already said that you're crazy and you can't meditate, but you're going to be in this place that's commensurate with being a monk. Would you like to go there with me? Yeah, I'll do it. That's new calm. Yeah. And can you speak a little bit to what's happening from a healing perspective uh, when you are in that journey? Absolutely. People don't understand it because there's no language to articulate theta brainwave function. There's literally no words. There's also no comparison and competitive uh, product out there. So we have nothing to benchmark. It's a challenge pioneering something. We've been doing this for 20 years. Trust me on this, Jonathan. For years, I've personally lectured well over several hundred times to the medical community. Ten years ago, people had no idea what I was talking about. Nothing. Furthermore, no one seemed to care. Sleep, restoration, recovery, no. It was an afterthought. Literally, back in the day, it was a badge of honor to be like, yeah, I slept for two hours and 27 minutes yesterday, and I've flown two million miles this year. Okay, I'll see you in your casket at 51 years old, right? But now, we're kind of waking up. We're kind of learning. Wait, you can't be Superman for the, for the entirety of your life and live a good life. Okay, so things have evolved, but there is no frame of reference. So here's what happens when you new calm. First and foremost, because your central nervous system protects you, find a safe place. It's really hard to relax, even with new calm, if you're like in the middle of the street, lying down, okay? So find a safe place. Typically for me, it'd be a bed in a hotel room or in my home, okay? Apply the disc, eye mask. You have new calm is delivered by an app. It's unlike any other app because we're streaming two gigabyte tracks, right? Through, the, through Wi-Fi, and you pick a track. Okay, so Rescue 70. All right, great. You lie down. First few minutes, nothing really happens. Nothing. Why is that? Because the central nervous system will not allow us to simply take you to theta. It doesn't work that way. So we have to do what we call the departure lounge. We have to begin to relinquish control. We say, hey, Jonathan, we're going to go down to 10 hertz, and we're going to go back up to 13, just to show you it's okay. Then we're going to go down to 9. Then we're going to go back up to 11. Then we're going to go to 8, and we'll go back up to 13. And then at minute 14, we say, okay, we think you're ready. Are you ready? Yes. So when you're paying attention next time you new calm, you're going to feel the separation where your body feels like it's in an elevator or an escalator, and it's going down. Your body's sinking into your bed, really like, whoa, this is amazing. Your mind is wandering. You can't stay on a singular thought. That's the nonlinear oscillating algorithm designed to always trick you. So Newcomb is not meditation. Newcomb doesn't clear your monkey mind. Newcomb liberates your mind to just go on this weird journey. Sometimes you're solving problems. Sometimes you're thinking about people. Sometimes you're, you know, dreaming. Who knows? Your mind just goes but your body separates. And when that occurs, Jonathan, you are entering the deep theta healing zone. For me, I've been running this company for 12 years. I travel anywhere from 275 to 325 days a year. That's a lot. I'm home, you know, two years ago, I was home like 20 days. That's insanity. 
So here I am stressing myself out, traveling the world, relaxing people. There's another irony of life. So I have a busy schedule. I also am the CEO of a global neuroscience company serving seven industries across six continents. And I also have three girls, 19, 17, and 14. So I have a lot of reasons to be stressed out. I have a lot of reasons to kind of just be kind of out of this place. But every time I knew calm, unless it's first thing in the morning, I go somewhere. I don't really know where I go. I probably fall asleep. You're not supposed to fall asleep on new calm. You're supposed to levitate just above deep sleep. But I probably fall in and out of sleep. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like that little button on a turkey on Thanksgiving Day, it just pops. And you become, again, reacquainted with your surroundings. And you kind of come to. You're like, okay, I have no idea how long I was in. I take my eye mask off and I look at my iPad and I say, well, 48 minutes, that was great. Or 70 minutes or 35 minutes. Now, the more you new calm, the more we balance your autonomic nervous system. The more we manage your stress, the better you sleep. We reverse the cycle of high stress, poor sleep, high stress, poor sleep. And we reverse it to good stress management, great sleep. Things get easier. Things get better. What we have found, of course, across several million people that use Nucalm, from stage four cancer to Parkinson's to addicts to trauma to active military to pilots to professional athletes, we're all human. We all have stress. We think someone's stress is different than others because we don't understand the physiology of stress. Your stress, the external stimulation may be different than mine, but your stress response is exactly identical to every other human. Central nervous system, amygdala, amygdala, HPA axis, mobilized for a threat, resources go to visceral organs, that's stress. So we all live the same stress. I go in, I go out, and it's typically 29 to 35 minutes. When we first start working with people, I simply say, hey, how old are you? Oh, I'm 51. Okay. You may be in there for an hour. Okay, why? I said, well, this isn't a miracle and it's not magic. It's neuroscience. We have 51 years of stress to resolve because we know you haven't been taking care of yourself because you're human. So what's amazing to me is how quickly this grips you, how quickly it has an impact on you, and how quickly it brings you to this homeostasis, which is a nice fancy word for balance. The craziest that I've seen, we've done a lot of work with stage four cancer, not because Nucom can cure cancer. But what I have found in my experience is that the stage four cancer patient is the most stressed individual on earth. And what they don't get is that that stress and that cortisol is accelerating their depreciation and the end of their life. So I'm not there to cure their of cancer. I'm there to give them one moment of peace, one moment of peace. That moment of peace leads to a good night's sleep. The good night's sleep leads to immune strength. Immune strength leads to being able to fight. Being able to fight increases your resilience. So we're going to the core and saying, hey, I can't deal with the proliferation of the cancer cell or the metastatic nature of the cancer cell, but I can arm you to be the best defender for you because you can't turn it off. There's not a single cancer patient I've met who's managing stress well, and you can't expect them to. So that's the most incredible profile that I've seen. Female, probably 55, 56, metastatic brain cancer. First time she knew calms, she's really in a bad, bad way. Four hours and 14 minutes. And I'd never seen this before. I'd been running the company about six years at this point. So I was going up close to her, putting my head near her chest, 
listening for her breath because I thought she had passed away. I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening here, but this is crazy. The next day, she comes into the clinic and she's unrecognizable. She looks like a movie star and it's unbelievable to me. And I'm like, oh my God, you look amazing. She's like, I feel amazing. Last night was the first good night's sleep I've gotten in like a decade. It was incredible. The next day, from four hours and 14 minutes, she knew calls for an hour and 20 minutes. Okay, that's significant. The next day, 56 minutes. And on the fourth day, she knew calls for 42 minutes. Taking someone who's got 55 years on built-up stress, has metastatic brain cancer, which has moved throughout the body, and is really, really, really compromised. Within four days, we balance the autonomic nervous system. That's incredible. So for your listeners out there, Newcomb has a very, very predictable, reliable approach to taking care of you. It's called understanding neuroscience and how the brain works. And we're going to take you to this sweet spot. We're going to allow you to get into the healing zone. I often tell people, I say, Newcomb is not the protagonist in the story. Newcomb is not the hero. You are the hero. You're on the hero's journey. Your body and mind is amazing. We simply have to liberate your monkey mind and your to-do list and all this corruption that comes from our midbrain and clear out and allow the body to get into balance because it wants to get into balance and it knows how to. Newcomb is a facilitator and a guide to help you. It's not judgmental. It's going to see you at your best. It's going to see you at your most vulnerable and it's always going to be there. I tell people, I say, there's only two things you can't take in my life. You can take anything, but you can't take my kids and you can't take my new call. I will fight you to the death. Period. Yeah. You probably I've, already, I've joined you on that one. Yeah. yeah, you're probably feeling that too. You're like, listen, and why is that? It's not because new calm is a miracle. New calm provides a miracle to me because it allows me to have access to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this, Jonathan, six or seven years now running. I don't tolerate, nor do I have to experience fear, stress, anxiety, depression, worry. I don't, I don't waste any calories on any of it. I knew calm almost every single day, sometimes twice a day. I travel like crazy. I balance a million things and I never have to contest with stress because 12 years of repeated constant use of this tool has balanced my autonomic nervous system to a place that I'm so healthy, present, patient, and in the moment. And I tell people, I said, this is an amazing way to live. I think like a monk and act like a capitalist CEO of neuroscience enterprise that's serving and helping the world. It's amazing. So we're here as a company wasting lots and lots and lots of my time, wasting my time. I took over this company at 40 years old. For the last 12 years, we have worked every day of the year, 10, 12, 14, 15 hours a day. I could be doing a million other things. I could be on a beach right now, retired. But when I met Blake and I got to understand exactly what he had created, it's almost like Indiana Jones uncovering, you know, the Ark of the Covenant. I was like, uh, I'm being pulled on a purposeful driven path to take care of humanity. And there are 7.6 billion people to take care of. Four and a half years ago, as a leader of this enterprise, 
I decided to invest a ton of money, resources, and energy to take what used to be a $6,000 class three medical device that had four components and say, there must be a way for us to make it simpler, to make it more effective, and to make it more affordable. And we did that. We accomplished that in October of 2020 when we launched a subscription model that's now three components instead of four, that's now a consumer product, no regulatory, and is 99% cheaper. Now we're in a position, Jonathan, where we can take care of people. You don't have to spend $6,000. You can spend $40 a month, which is about $1.33 a day. Now, I'm a coffee drinker. When I go to Starbucks, I'm like, listen, do I need to sign out a mortgage here? $5.55 for a coffee seems really egregious, right? For one-fifth of that, I can take care of my autonomic nervous system. In the afternoon, people are confused. They don't understand the biorhythm of a human. Listen to your body. Stop, take a breath, reflect, allow some introspection, some self-awareness. At two to four, when you need a nap, take five minutes or new calm. It's the best time of day to new calm. Between two and four, your natural biorhythm wants to take a break. Please don't do yourself a disservice and reach for the five-hour energy and rock star and Starbucks because that resilience doesn't last you're going to lead to a disease state and misery. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yet it's a trillion dollar industry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was there. I yeah. was that that's how I was I was getting the the mid-afternoon boost, right? And I thought just yeah. reach for the cup of coffee. Uh, and I think it, again, it's it's so common and I think for me and just everything you shared in my experience with it because yeah, I mean, first of all, that afternoon slump will kick in. And it's even easier to get in there and you put your body into that healing mode and you come out and you're like, I just feel like I slept eight hours. <laughs> it's incredible. And then my afternoon, I don't experience now the, I guess the evening slump where I feel sharp until it's time for bed, quote unquote. And then I just knock out. Yes. The last couple of days I've made really poor decisions and I should know better. I knew calm at six and seven o'clock respectively. And I worked mm -hmm. till one in the morning. Because I got that rebirth. I was like, yeah, I feel amazing. No, this morning I said, you know what? That's not working for me. So when I get an 80 score in my sleep and my aura ring, that's a problem. So I was working with my cranial psychotherapist this morning. And she's like, you're exhausted. I said, no shit. I just got back from a long trip. I've traveled three and a half the last four weeks. We have a million things going on. And I am exhausted. She's like, you come in the morning today. Give yourself that break. And I'm thinking, my monkey mind's already going, no, I got stuff international. I got stuff with the VA. And I got stuff with the military. Blah, 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 blah. And I stopped. I actually had some self-awareness. So you know what? I sat for a second. And I allowed myself to feel that fatigue. And I tiptoed into my bedroom and I got a new calm. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. I was like, yeah, I love in the afternoon when you're trying to overcome and you're looking at your schedule. I've got a few more calls today and I got a, another podcast tonight. Okay. I love when you finally acquiesce and you surrender to it. You know, you're about to new calm. That, that's yeah. like a, a kid on Christmas morning. I'm like, this is awesome. I can't wait. I love that feeling because I know. And so do you. When I get up, I am going to crush it. I don't care what I'm crushing, a workout, dinner with my kids. It doesn't matter. I'm crushing. Whatever's in front of me, I'm crushing. And I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to be present in my own life's journey. So how old are you, yeah, John? 100%. I'm 28. 
Well, I want to congratulate you um, that you had the self-awareness and wherewithal to begin to take care of yourself. Uh, at 28, I was nowhere even near that level of self-awareness, not even close, right? So um, it's a big deal. I wish I had Newcomb as a tool and a, and a confidant for me at 28 years old. I've made a lot better decisions along the way. But uh, you're in for an incredible journey, and the beauty of it is it never relinquishes is its efficacy. It's always going to do exactly what it's intended to do. And furthermore, as you know, we're a neuroscience platform tech. Newcom is just one part of the equation. We've got products for all aspects of the human condition, from Delta Deep Sleep, which is coming this fall, to Focus, which is 15 to 20 hertz, which will come Q1 of next year, to Ignite Warrior Brain, which we already have out there, which literally jacks you up, elicits dopamine, activates your sensory motor rhythm, increases your olfactory, your peripheral vision, and prepares you for battle. I tell people, I say, listen, you listen to this, you're going to want to tear the face off your grandma. It's insane. Yeah, it's I tried it out. I tried it out. It's pretty intense. It's incredible. It's crazy. So I use that as a tool for my workouts, Peloton, muscle training, whatever. Because in the afternoon, when your itty-bitty shitty committee says, hey, um, why don't you get a snack instead of working out? That seems like a lot of energy. I put Ignite on. I'm like, let's go. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So that does what you're saying is the opposite, right? It, it puts you into the beta brainwave state from, that gets you going. 15 hertz to 41 hertz. 41 hertz is called gamma. And gamma is commensurate with higher consciousness and high-intensity, mistake-free focus. It's awesome. Now, you have to be a new Calm user to have access to Ignite. Otherwise, we would be as guilty as all those crazy energy drinks out there. We would blow your adrenals out in weeks because it's like 10 cups of coffee on steroids. But there's no acid. There's no side effect. There's no agitation. You just get jacked. Jacked and ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to listen to Ignite when we're done, Jonathan. Just yeah. talking about it gets me excited. Hell yeah. And I think to what you're saying, it, it goes with, yeah, use these things intentionally and learn what you're doing before you do it. I think it's really helpful. That's the key. That's the key. Um, I know a secret that your audience doesn't know, and that is what we've built. We had access to one of the brightest minds in, in our history, a gentleman who was not um, handcuffed by conventional allopathic medicine or Eastern medicine, but understood the complexities and how the brain worked and then found solutions using anything at our disposal in, hum- in the human condition to figure this out. What we have figured out is that the brain and body communicate only two ways. And so we create solutions that manage both aspects. So there's no escape route. Secondarily, we understand that the human condition has a frequency associated with anything from 41 hertz, high frequency, gamma, all the way down to 0.5 hertz, dreamless like deep sleep. And in between there, we have neuroacoustic software products that basically pace your brain any of those aspects. We have focus, sleep, ignite, and new calm. So next year, a human being will literally get up and choose what state they want and they can access it on our platform with no drugs, no side effects, on demand and immediate. That's the future, brother. That's a badass. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty freaking amazing. So that's what I know we've been working on for years. Blake was 62 when I took over this company. 
I'm like, okay, this guy's the smartest person I've ever met. He's in the presence of the smartest people on earth and he's smarter than they are. Okay, then it's my obligation as CEO to extract as much value and product offerings out of his cranium as possible. That's what we did. And it was an amazing journey. And Blake was so gifted, I never knew what was coming. And what would come would just plop down like it fell out of the sky. And we'd be like, okay, what is this? And then he'd explain it. So, okay, let's build a product around it. It was crazy. (laughs) I loved it. It's been such a fascinating journey. It's an amazing, amazing opportunity as a human to live a life of purpose, get up every day and just love what you do and take care of people. When you sent an email to me, it never gets old. Taking care of people, changing people's lives, interrupting stress, giving them the control back of their life and who they want to be and giving them access to sleep again is a gift. It's an amazing opportunity. So for me, there's an obligation, there's a responsibility, there's sacrifice, persistence, determination, and hard work. That's great. But the reward is overwhelming. I love it. I love what we do. And it's not about me. I don't give a shit if 10 years from now, anyone even knows I existed. I know that we're here and we're going to change the world. And I know we've changed the lives of millions of people. And we got 7.6 billion people to go. We got a lot of work to do, man. So I need Ignite and I need Nucle and I need Delta. I need to perform at a very high level all the time. And I don't have time to waste calories on this reptilian side of my brain. So I choose not to. Yep, 100%. Well, I'm with you. And definitely getting new common more hands is, I think, obviously the purpose of why I reached out, which is amazing. And I just want to say thank you because it's absolutely helped me. And I've put it in so many hands at this point. I'm just like, just just do it. Just trust me. And I'll explain it a little bit. Uh, and it's just amazing. And one of the things I want to do, because I'm looking at time, is quickly just summarize. And I think a couple just high level questions that I think folks might have, right? Because you mentioned the 3P system. So you you order it, and this was my experience of it. So you order it, you get it in the mail, you have the disc, you put the disc on. And and by the way, for those listening, I mean, there's so much information on the website that you're going to be able to find all this, but you put it on, you lay down, you put the headphones on and the eye mask on. And my experience always is, like you said, 10, 15 minutes, you're gone and you don't have a choice. And what I've noticed is you all call it your natural endpoint, right? Which is when naturally you'll, you'll come out of theta is when your session ends, quote unquote. So what I do is you have a variety of timings. I think it's 30, 40, 50, 70, 100, and 120 for rescue specifically. Yep. And then quick note, by the way, for, for folks, because you can go online and see the different types. We're talking about rescue, which is the most, how, what would you call it, Jim? The, the most, high, powerful. The most, most powerful. powerful. Yeah. So, um, for me, it's been where I go in and actually set it at either 100 or 20, and I'll allow, I'll allow myself to go until I come out. And sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's 50 minutes, sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's 40, but it has gradually reduced over time. So I think setting always, that expectation. It's always directly correlated to your current nutrition, sleep, and stress. Perfect. So when, okay. when you're stressed out, you can expect to be in there longer. It's literally, it's like a direct correlation. It's really quite amazing. So if I knew calling for an hour, that just tells me, wow, you're pushing really hard because I'm a, I'm a 29 to 35 minute guy. So if you're new calling for 50 minutes or an hour, you're pushing hard. Mm-hmm, that's it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, that's really helpful and good helpful tip for me too to keep an eye out on that. And in terms of the doing it in the morning versus the afternoon, it sounds like even if you do it in the morning, my experience is you might not go as deep, quote unquote, but you're still reaping the benefits. 
Absolutely. Every minute you're in new calm, your body's healing. Every single minute you want to be in there. Every minute you're not in new calm, cortisol is breaking down your cell structure. You want to be in new calm for 10 hours a day, but you can't. Your body says, no, I'm done, man. Get me out of here. I'm going to start getting pissed, right? So um, the morning time we typically recommend simply because pre-COVID people had busy schedules. So between 12 and 4, they couldn't find time in their office or in their setting to new calm. But ideally, 90% of the time, you should be doing it in the afternoon. Just scroll that 30 minutes away, and it'll give you the gift of 10 hours of incredible high-clarity performance, right? If you can't find it in your day, then do it in the morning. What I find, Jonathan, is probably the same your, your experience. When I new come in the morning, I don't go as deep. Why? Because cortisol is the highest level in the morning to get you out of sleep. So if I get up, go pee, get back in my bed, I just woke up, I don't go as deep. I love when I'm really dragging. And I'm starting to drool and I'm cross-eyed. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to new calm. Between 12 and 4, I'm going to new calm. Don't new calm after like 7 o'clock at night. Don't make the mistake that Mr. CEO did just last night and new calm at 7 o'clock at night. Because I work until 1 o'clock in the morning. And it's not necessary. It's lonely. It's confusing. And I don't know why I did it. But I did. You would never take a four-hour power nap before you want to go to bed. So after 7 o'clock at night, it's a no-no. Unless you want to have a highly productive, lonely evening. Because no one's going to take your call. Uh, should we talk a little bit about the subscriptions, how you get involved in Newcom? There's three ways. We tried to make this simple. Nothing is as simple as it should be. We have a monthly subscription. The monthly subscription is no obligation. Try it. You like it? Great. I can't imagine that you're not going to like it. I mean, who doesn't like feeling good? But in the event that you don't like it and you're, you're, you know, you've normalized insanity, Fine, have at it. You'll come back to us in a couple of years when you're when you're exhausted from your own insanity. There's a monthly subscription. Every subscription we do has a 10, 20, or 30 denotion. Okay. That's all related to how many new comb experiences you want to do. So there's new comb 10, new comb 20, new comb 30 monthly subscription. You buy the subscription, it comes, you do new comb, you re-up the subscription, you cancel, whatever you want to do. Then there's an annual subscription, Newcomb 10, Newcomb 20, Newcomb 30. This is what we do for most of our military and most of our VA veteran folks. We do the Newcomb 30. Why? Because with trauma, you want a Newcomb every day. You want to build a habit that's important to you. And you're worth 148th of the day or 172nd of the day. That's just the way it is. You're worth it. So those subscriptions are annual and they come with a couple months free and you get, you know, anything that you, you get more value, the higher the price point. The third way to do this is a lifetime membership called the Mastermind Project. The Mastermind Project was born in, in April of 2020. We have about 1,200 participants. It's lifetime access to the software. You'll never pay for the software again. That's a really big deal because it's millions of dollars of invested patented neuroacoustic software. And it comes with a travel bag and headphones. And you get everything in the Mastermind Project that used to cost $4,695. And before 2017, that used to cost $5,995. So, that's how you get started. Monthly subscription, annual subscription, lifetime subscription. Come join the Newcomb family. I often say, you know, families that Newcomb together stay together. It's not a mystery. When you take stress out of the equation, people are a lot nicer to be around. They're funnier. They're happier. They look better. They smell better. They taste better. That's life. Yeah, I heard you look better now than you did at 32, Jim. Boom. I was just <laughs> in Hollywood last week, man. And uh, I got in hair and makeup and they're like, wow. Your skin's beautiful. What do you do? I said, water, new calm, and obviously good genes. Seriously. I've had a few men, too. I had this one guy. I was at a UFC gym in Arizona about four years ago. 
And he looks at me, we're in a boardroom. He says, oh, Mr. Poole? I said, yeah. He's like, I'm not gay, but uh, <laughs> your skin is beautiful. I was like, okay. He's like, what do you do? I said, I don't know. I drink water and I nuke all. <laughs> what do you mean? What do I do? Yeah, they expect some secret supplements or some Listen, secret crazy stress, hacks. Stress breaks everything down. Skin is the largest organ of the body. Your cell structure, your, your the elastic nature of your skin, everything. So yes, I look I look younger than fifty two. I do have some, you know, some silver in my hair, and uh, once looks that good. Starts, looks good. yeah, once that starts, the silver in the hair and the eyes, the elasticity of my eyes. No, I'm like blind as a bat when it comes to looking close. But other than that, yeah, my skin looks good because I don't deal with stress. Yep, 100%. Thanks, Jim. And yeah, I think in summary, I mean, what I just want to say is thank you. And I think for everyone listening is, look, oftentimes our body is literally because of the way society is set up, the way that we're addicted to things that we don't even know we're addicted to. We're in stress most of the day. And New Calm says, hey, we're going to put you in this healing state that you naturally don't give it the opportunity to be in. Just let go 30 to an hour on average, whatever it is for you. And you're going to be healing and feeling freaking amazing, which has been my experience. So go out there and get new calm. Damn it. Hurry up. <laughs> Un- unplug to stay plugged in, man. It's yeah. oxymoronic, but it's reality. Yep. So Jonathan, thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for being a part of the new calm family and for saying, Hey Jim, come on to my podcast. Cause the answer was this. Yeah, I'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> 100%. Thanks so much, Jim. I appreciate it. All right. Take care of yourselves.